Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory Score. It's me, and it's Molly. Hi! Hi! It's Molly, me. we're back. Um, yeah, we're here. We're no longer shackled to the awful scheduling of we, the comics. We have broken, we've broken the chains. We have set ourselves free from uh, the, those bad comics before, so now we're going to read something good, right? No. Oh. All right. This is the okay. Amory score. It's not just <laughs> books. Yeah. That's We're not going to go read, like, you know, a, a book. A, a book. Just a book. We really, I don't know any good books, frankly. And you can't gonna, make me read. This is a Dune podcast now. We're going to read all the Dune books. That Okay, but I don't know anything about Dune, so I guess that's a good Neither thing. That's so we can learn about Dune. Yeah. We can learn about Dune together. <laughs> learn, about, um, learn about Dune. So the spices, they make the spices on the planet. Okay. Uh, I've actually reached the end of my knowledge about Dune. Yeah. Patrick Stewart's in the movie. The Uh, spice will flow something. The spice will flow. Yeah, the god emperor. He lives a very long, long time. Yeah, and then something about fear. Is that that Dune? Uh, I've heard it's the mind killer. The mind killer? Yeah, I think that's Dune. That is what I've heard. Yeah, I don't Um, know, though. Anyway, (laughs) that's that's enough of us riffing on a thing we don't know. Um... (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our Dune it. podcast. <laughs> email into podcast.abnormalmapping.com to explain <laughs> Dune to us. Please, somebody, please. <laughs> we need your help. Is now. We're ejected. No, 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 no. This okay. is uh, the Amory School. Uh, last week we ran out of comics because they delayed the final issue of Good Apollo and Burning Star 4 till uh, October. The coward. So, Claudio Sanchez. <laughs> My Still. enemy. My enemy, the coward, refuses to give us his comics. <laughs> So we must Excuse dive me. deeper into the lore. We must go back. We have to rewind. We and have to go back to 2005, which is the year that the album came out. Um, when they released a comic alongside the album that came out way back in the day. Which is you would um, what a normal band would do if they are releasing uh, content alongside their uh, albums. Well, you say that, but like, there's no... Um, there was no comic for In Keeping Secret at this point, and the only stuff that had existed for Second Stage Tailwind Blade had been, like, mixed, um... Like, bag online adventure stuff. The bag online adventure yeah. stuff, yeah, that all got, like, changed in the canon as it went. So, they released their meta-narrative subversion in a very confusing comic that doesn't explain anything, uh, without any context. Except I, the music. I cannot... And the music's all you need. I cannot fucking believe... They were like, yeah, we should put out the third comic before the other two. Those other two don't really matter, right? Everybody gets it. It's called The Crowing? Did you get that part? He's he's The Crowing. Burn Your Wings. Burn Your Wings. God, I miss, I miss The Crowing. That's what a good a, song. What a good song. What a great good track. Song. What a jam. Um, and so uh, we have this comic, which is from 2005 called Good Apollo and Burning Star 4 from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, Volume 1. Uh, which is the wrong way around. It should be volume one from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, but whatever, this cover's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it is written by Claudio Sanchez, solo writing the comic. Uh, the artist is Christopher Shy, and the editor credited is Blaze James. Uh, Fuck out of here, Peter credits? David. I don't know you. Good Apollo created by Claudio Sanchez. <laughs> Not the, there's no no reference to the Amory Wars here. This is before, I mean, like I think that had been known, but because it wasn't like a brand, right? Like it hadn't been built up enough to yeah. put it on the comic. It's just good Apollo created by Claudio Sanchez. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to do the first half of this this week, the second half next week. 
and then we'll do some like recap thing for the final one. Maybe we'll find a guest. We haven't planned it yet. We still yeah, haven't planned it. Yeah, we don't it. know. You know what? It's a month We're... away still. Who cares? It's yeah. I could be dead. <laughs> like God. <laughs> it's so far in the future. It may as well not exist. Fucking one month. Who's heard of that? Who's heard of Nobody's that? even That's... lived for that long. It's ridiculous. I have not lived for that long. Not even a month. Not even a month. Not even a month. Um, so, uh, if you remember the actual plot of the um, the main comic book that we've been reading, this happened before. So there are a few inconsistencies. Uh, we'll do our best to point out what they are. If we mix stuff up, that's because it's been years since, you know, it's been like six months since we started reading the other version. Um We'll do our best to like fill everyone in on the differences and let you know what's going on. Um, but the first thing to know is that the art in this comic is uh, very confusing. It's abstract. Um, it's very like dark and uh, like it's like horror influence. It's like that um, that uh, Batman Arkham Asylum comic. Um, yeah, yeah. From two thousand and five, also I think it's around that same time, um, and it just kind of looks like that in that. Uh, the art is very abstract and moody and you can't really see what's going on um, and it's all just to convey tone uh, and all the font is, is different and weird and scraggly and full of basically like dark images and dreamlike stuff and things uh, which um, you know is, there's, there's a place for that uh, when it's a comic about a story and a meta narrative and you don't have the context for either of those two things might not be the best place for that some could say maybe that makes it very hard to follow it's yeah who who could say really i mean it's uh there's supposed to be two stories before this and then suddenly we are thrust into the middle of part three that in theory has something that happened before it but they don't even try to catch you up the very first words in this standalone comic are, and as the pages turn within the story, so too does the world of its creator. Yeah! Two nightmares will become one, and with that we will learn our end for the character, and I, the writer. As the, like, so first off, the first panel is um, a shadowy painting of Claudio and Apollo, and it zooms in on Claudio's face, and then it, like, fills in with this weird, creepy smile that's meant to be, like, the writer hiding beneath... Uh, or something, or something. Um, I man, I his te- his teeth are very they're very right. They're, they're right in your face. I hate it. Those teeth are like, hey, yeah, look at my what's teeth. Up? Check it. Creepy art. Creepy art. And also, there's lightning on my teeth. Check check this out. Uh, yeah. So we begin. Uh, how how in detail are we going to? Because this can run long if we go through all of this. I mean, like, yeah. So there's like an opening. It's it's similar to the opening that they use for the other comic because it is a dream that Claudio is having having, and they make sure you know that by having the first words in this part be. But for now, a dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Claudio, like, where am I? Why am I wearing this? And I, you can't tell what he's wearing because it's too dark. Uh. And he's like, oh, there's I mean, blood like on my wearing, hands. Like a, it, it looks like he's wearing, uh, like, those things that priests wear. Yeah, I was going to say, my guess is, like, that, because he's got, like, that priestly collar with the white the, 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 square what, on it. This, I don't know what that's called. That's I the thing know, I should no, no, know. No, no. I, I'm not a <laughs> religious person. Color? I don't yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about that. Uh, but, but it's there. he's still got his leather jacket on top of it. Thank God. Uh, and he's like, oh, why is there bloods on my hand? And then he looks down, and in front of him on a desk... There are, like, six pages scrawled with God only knows written in blood in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's your answer. And uh, then some zombies show up, and they're like, hey, save us. They're they're chanting save us to Claudio. And Claudio goes, what do you want from me? 
uh, and the zombies all say freedom. Yep. And uh, uh, Claudio's like, this isn't real. And I guess he stabs himself in the hand with a screwdriver. It is unclear, but it looks like he does just to wake himself up, I guess. Yeah, he stabs and he he decides this is a dream because there's a bunch of zombies running at him, all like clamoring for him, demanding freedom. Uh, and they're like tugging on him and he's stabbing himself in the hand, going, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then he does. Uh, and then he like sits up in bed and be like, dreams, they're only dreams. If you didn't already know this was a dream. It's a dream. Uh, hey, did you get perhaps, that part where it's a dream? Perhaps you should not have said, but for now a dream in the first panel. Yeah, you really uh, kind of gave it away. Uh, uh, enter. Gave away this this uh this weird thing um enter jesse uh who we only know as jesse because it's mentioned like four panels later um but jesse shows up and he's like hey what do you make of those dreams what do you think about that uh and he's like what did you see and then clay's like i saw the souls of the key work tormented in their enslavement their cries of pains are unlike any i've ever heard uh and he says, I don't know, I guess this is Claudio still talking, saying they beg for yeah, freedom, but that can only be given by destroying Heaven's Fence, and I can't help them. I will not. He's still very mad that he has to blow up the universe. Uh, and the next page reveals that this is Jesse, and he says, I'm afraid, Jesse. Afraid I'm not worthy of who you think I am. So, apparently, Jesse is uh, one of the people being like, mm, nope, you're the crowing. That's you. You're the special boy. Or at least... That is what I'm gathering from this Yes. This introduction. So I'm gonna be honest, I kinda like this scene. Yeah? Uh yeah, so what this does is something that the other comics never managed to, to do. They uh the uh, there was some decent stuff at the start of um the good Apollo thing, but that mostly tended towards uh Ambelina and Chase being like, We're following this god, we don't know why, we're just doing it because we think we are. What are we like what is the point of this? That's this true. actually brings a legit like this finally explains why he has to blow up the universe in a real emotional sense, right? Like he is literally being it's not subtle or like good, but he is being tormented by all the souls of the people in the keywork and they have to blow up the keywork to set set them free. Like fine, yeah, they are, literally they are... every JRPG ever made. It's fine. Stop uh, fucking with the life stream. They're trapped like, it, in purgatory. They have to be let out. Or something. Yeah, it's, it's it's literally every JRPG, and that's fine. But like, um, and we knew that was the plot, but it never decided to like actually. Claudio always had that told to him. Claudio hadn't been like the dreams in the other comic are more about Claudio's like I don't want to be the chosen one type reluctance. This is more actual things that matter, like real things, and not just people telling him he has to be the chosen one because he is, and him saying I don't want to be because I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, like they're really concerned with this idea of destiny. Uh, and him just telling them that he doesn't want this, but it ends up ringing really, really hollow because you don't understand why. Um, but this is much better in terms of literally everyone going, "Hey, you're the chosen one," and him being like, "This sucks. I hate hearing all the souls in my head. I don't want to blow up the universe. That I'm gonna die. That sucks as well." Ah, ah, jeez, ah, dang. So like, it's the closest. Uh, it's and it's written really badly. Like the dialogue in this comic's really bad. Um, it's all very on the. Nose but you right like now. this scene because somebody finally gave Claudio a point. It, it, there's an actual reason for why they're all trying to blow up the universe and there's yeah. actual tension between Claudio and everyone else. I think this is a fine uh, like setting for conflict here. This is this is a decent like start to the story. It takes a very different track to the one that the new version does, which puts most of the focus on the writer and Claudio, both kind of sucking in similar ways. Yeah. Um, which obviously it would, given like the history and how it's written and who it's written by, right? Uh, this is much more in Claudio's own head. Um, 
Right, uh, and this and this book I feel like conveys the breakup way more than uh, the other one. I feel like there's a lot a lot of being mad in here. Oh, he's so mad. He's he very mad. mad. All the time. So after that that one scene, uh, Chase comes in and is like, "There is no question, Young Kilgannon. It, it is in your make that you bring forth with you the coming of the end." Um, because all the dialogue in this comic is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> yes. Uh, Chase says, "You will soon come to accept it. You are the crowing." And Claudia says, "Oh yeah? How could you be so sure?" Uh, and Chase says, "Because he tells me so." Uh, suggesting that she is constantly talking to the writer of the story, which also is interesting in a way, I guess, compared to, like, the other part where she's just like, I don't know, I read a book once. Said that you probably would go blow up the universe. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we like, cut to. Yeah. Or did you we have something to, to say? No, I just meant that in the other book we get, like, he, he connects through the visual, right? Like, yeah. that's, he, like, p- takes control of Chase to come into the story and what have you. But we don't really get the sense of, like, she's actually getting any voices in her head about this. It's just kind of her power and her function. Um, this comic definitely imbues everything with a little bit more, like, uh, mental burden of having to deal with this bullshit quest. Yes, yes. Um, um, anyway, in Rockland County, 30 miles west of New York City, uh, Ryder wakes up in his bed and finds uh, a picture on the ground and it's erica uh and he can't stop thinking about her where she is who she's with and this is very clearly claudio sanchez this is just drawn a in these of panels claudio that has been blurred yes absolutely it has just washed through a green filter and blurred and like i want to be clear that at this point this guy was not named writer this was just the writer right? yeah like, the writing he did writer not have a name the writing writer it's just pictures this is just claudio uh God, and these are just photos. These, I can't even tell if they've been like redrawn and traced because no, the this one too abstract for that, especially in the bottom left. left here. Yes, the one that says "damn it" and has his foot in it. That's just a picture of somebody's foot. Uh, that might just be a picture of somebody's foot. Yeah, I think it is. It looks like it is. Uh, but Claudio picks up the picture of uh, Erica and says, "When does it end? How I'd love to have you. So why can't I stop hating you?" Uh, and then, oh. oh, dang it. <laughs> like every single, I, I don't hate women. I want to be with them. How do that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. I respect women, but I hate them. Damn. How could I, how could I be hate? How could I hate women if I love them? Like, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't, I don't get it. Um, Claudio goes to his fridge, which is empty. Or not Claudio. I'm sorry, the writer. I have to separate this now again <laughs> because the character is called Claudio, so he couldn't yes. call himself Claudio because fuck this comic. God, you can't, when you self insert twice, you have problems. Okay. Oh. Anyway, the writer opens his fridge. It is empty, and he's like, "Ah, damn." Um, and then he imagines uh, Erica Court. Her hands tied saying please don't do this to me this isn't like you um and then we see him in like a big robe and all this shit he's like how would you know when the fuck did you ever take the time to get to know me you shouldn't have left me the way you did uh, uh okay can i just be like uh in this this um picture of her all chained up is the most mid 2000s saw poster looking thing that's ever existed god yes you are absolutely right she's got she's got the like extremely early 2000s like looking tank top type thing she does the uh, crop top this, and the 
Well, oh, crop top, that's the better. Yeah. Thing. Mixed up the words. Remember crop tops? Remember the early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Saw movies? Remember uh, blonde women with short hair and crop tops and just hanging out? They got cargo pants on. Yep. Oh, the cargo pants. Oh, are damn. You, can, you can only really see the belt, but you know the cargo pants you are there. You know they're cargo pants. I think that's a tattoo like on her side, right positioned beneath the crop top. Oh, it could be. Yeah, maybe. That's how you know she's like spunky. Oh, <laughs> uh, the uh, thousands. <laughs> anyway, uh, Claudio says, my pain can only end with the commencement of your suffering. Shall we begin? Same. Same. <laughs> Big mood. Uh, and Erica's like, hey, no, don't kill me. And then he throws her into a grave and yells, get in the ground. Welcome home. Why aren't you laughing now? Because we're going to throw some lyrics on this shit. Uh, and then we cut to Claudio back in his kitchen, just leaning up against the wall, or the writer back in his kitchen, leaning up against the wall, going, oh, shit, I'm losing it. Oh, no. I just had a vision of murdering my ex. That's not good. That's not That's a good. bad. <laughs> Maybe That's not the best. <laughs> oh, it's a bad time for me, he says. <laughs> whoops. He, does, he doesn't say. Wh- yeah, he says, whoops <laughs> Oopsie. Um, and then uh, in the next panel, uh, it's actually one of the like panels where this kind of weird art style really works. There's a full page where there's two pictures, one of him in his kitchen and then one like of a close up of the window of a weird figure outside the window that looks Yeah, it creepy. does look very creepy. Um, like this art could really work for an actually effective horror thing. It just happened so happens that's not what this is. No, this is supposed to be uh, a science fiction story. Like, uh, a, but like one that's about like meta narrative and destiny and a bunch of other, like like dumb space opera a, shit. This is such a weird approach for it. And it's a very mid two thousands approach for it to have like this weird abstract prestige one hundred twenty page graphic novel as your like way you're going to tell your story. Uh, it's completely impenetrable. Um, and people, like, I have to imagine people were into it at the time, or, like, people who were listening to Kohi and Cambria were probably like, oh, yeah, finally, we get the story. And then, like, the Defenders log on, like, oh, no, it's good, actually. You can tell what's happening. It's very clear. Uh, so the, the, this guy outside breaks his window, and he, like, goes and gets a bat and runs outside, and then there's no one there uh, except a little trail leading away. And he realizes whoever was there has stolen his 10-speed. Oh dang it! The bastard just told his ten speed. Uh, to which he says, "Who steals a piece of shit bicycle anyway?" Uh, good, yeah. excellent question. And then he roams off, leaving his door open in search of his bicycle with his shirt off. Where the fuck does he <laughs> live? Cause like he just—I uh, found... believe he lives Rockland County, thirty miles outside of New York City. Oh, sorry, we did say that. Yeah, <laughs> but there's just this big hill. He decides to start climbing outside of his house. He's just like, "Yeah, I guess I'll walk in this direction for a while." Fuck it, man. Um, and the dialogue is like, come follow me, the one who writes to the end of days through the dark and light. Your veil uh, your veil makes hidden their word unseen, but their blood is yours as their god you be. Oh, it's dun, dun, 10 speed song. If yeah. it wasn't the actual song, it's the part where he got all, you know, where he was, he was singing along. Great job. Uh, they just lifted that and put it in the other comic. The anyway, man. we must cut to House Atlantic. House Atlantic. Sector one, Appity Prime. Omega. Uh, they got an extra. And who could be here but Mayo Defton Wolf? Mayo Defton Wolf, who looks like a dork. I'm sorry. He looks stupid. He looks really dumb. Uh, he looks, he's, he looks, he's like way more fancy in this. Like he's got a big coat. Yeah. Uh, 
He's um well it's it's like, like my... the same like red coat kind of look, but it's like puffier. He looks like he's wearing a big scarf. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a more. I mean, the whole thing has got a more like gothic approach, right? He's yeah. just got a very regular like I've got a sci-fi coat on in the other stuff. Uh, but in this, it definitely makes the the creepiness of like he comes in as like my lord. Uh, my apologies, one of the Constantine priests of Fulden. And then the instead of getting mad at this, Warhol Ryan is like, yes, as I have foreseen, <laughs> which basically makes it pointless to ever like if he's given the orders and he's in control and he knows exactly when his like priests are gonna die. Like, what's he doing? Also, um, this does establish that Ryan is omnipotent and is God. Still, yeah. still God here. Still, still God. Still God. Don't Always get it. Gone. Don't get it twisted. Um. And uh, Mayo says, I fear he is the one, my lord, the one we speak of in secret. And then Ryan answers the crowing. Uh, yes, General, fear not, for he is. Um, I like the idea that Claudio doesn't believe he is the special boy, has killed an Constantine priest in his spare time, and is still like, I don't know, guys. Not uh-huh. sure. We have no context for what the priests are. Like, if, you, if you're just reading this comic, like, on its own, you don't know what the Constantine priests are. You don't know what that means. You don't know. It hasn't killed anything in this comic. He just had a dream and a thing. This doesn't make any sense. Right, but um, it, it also suggests that he has done the murder on a priest who, up to this point, we could just maybe assume that Constantine is just a religion, or for all we know in this, because there's no context. Uh... And then Mao's like, tell me your orders, and uh, uh, Ryan is all, my orders have already been given. I ask differently of you, Defton Wolf. Have patience, for I sense another more powerful than our opposition, and his intention is to side with us. Which is, I think the writer's going to let us win. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the writer actually is kind of pulling for us now. I think we got this one. Yep. Uh, And then it just cuts to... uh, Claudio, no, the writer who just looked like Claudio, uh, <laughs> it's has so been bad. It's so has much. Been walking. No, wait, hang on. That's this is actual Claudio, right? I couldn't tell. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I can't. I literally no, it cannot. Is, it the, is the dialogue okay. in the next pages go. Uh, oh, you're right. Back yeah. to other stuff. I thought this was like an image of him crossing the hill because he's on a hill, but the the. Uh, <laughs> Just, um, yeah, it, is, it got very red out there. There are a lot of planets, the planets nearby. Just, I thought it was just like he's been walking a long time and it's sunset, and we've put the planets in the sky to show that he's thinking about the story. But no, this is a flashback, apparently. Um, Rochester County's wild, dude. No, this is <laughs> some planet somewhere. Uh, we see uh, Claudio uh, walking, there's this red in the sky and a dragonfly around, and the uh, dialogue says, What does the caption say? The dawning of the end on this road of wondering where the answers he so wishes to tame are given in these nightmares. Truth has been told to him. Uh, truth has been told to him, only he chooses not to believe it, but in his dreams it will ring too true. His parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Murdered by the hands of Wilhelm Ryan. No! No! Oh no! And then he wakes up again. This is another Claudio dream. Ah, oh, shit. It's weird for how much this book ex- like, is written without context. It then decides to give you the fucking parents' murder context, but like, that's the one bit of backstory you get in this book, not just assume you already know. Uh, it's weird. Weird choice. It is weird, but uh, I, I guess without the comics, I wouldn't necessarily know that Cody and Cambria were dead. I guess. No. Yeah. Why would you I, assume, you wouldn't assume that Cody yeah. and Cambria die in the first album? Yeah, it's. <laughs> They do do that. Huh? Uh, they do die immediately. Uh, anyway, I th- is this Chaser? It's Ambelina. 
Yeah, Ambelina comes in and says, "Wake up, Kill Ganon. You haven't been sleeping so well." Uh, and he's like, "Oh, I had nightmares. Uh, told I tried to. I tried not to believe what Jesse told me about my parents, about the separation of Sector Twelve, how it came to be, and the burning star that it now revolves around. My heart wants to believe they're hiding out on some remote colony on Silent Earth." But my mind screams it's true. If only I could have a good night's sleep without the nightmares. Uh, and Ambelina, uncaring, says, yeah, no time for that. Get dressed. <laughs> like, sh- shut the fuck up. Yeah, Get sh- on the bridge. Like, dumbass, let's go. We gotta move. Inferno needs you on the bridge. And then Claudia's like, okay, what's going on if you don't care right now? Um, and then she's like, we found a way early this evening. Uh, Inferno's... This is... This, this uh, Built copy. Built team... Like a- no, it was it was uh, unclear even in my physical copy. I could not okay. figure out what this said. Built team because this is built team E disabled an ATB controller in the city of Kaleen. Uh, Kaleen, there's now a, a hole in the Omega's planetary tractor beam big enough to hold the Grail Arbor, which cuts out the entirety of the comic. Basically, I was gonna say you may remember when Kaleen was the place that uh, Wilhelm Ryan let all the flies out. Yeah, in his li- sure in this little town with the little kids running by, like, oh damn, Wilhelm Ryan's bigger than I thought. While they were all doing stuff with the like orb and shit, they yep. just oh we 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 can get through. We, it's fine. Don't worry. It's about fine. It. Don't worry we, about it. We don't need twelve issues of plot. <laughs> we, um, listen, we got one book. and We're gonna do it. She's like, there is a chance we can learn on the planet uh, undetective. Uh, and Claudio, apparently the only smart one here is this fuck is obviously a trap. You're just walking into his base through like a hole you happen to make. You morons. Uh, yeah, are you fucking no stupid? <laughs> Yeah, we're all gonna die. Like we'll land, and then they'll kill us all. Why don't you all see that? Uh, and then Amblin is like, "Well, the odds are against us, but it is a risk we must take. You need to do it, Claudio. It's our only chance of getting you down there." Uh, and Claudio decides again. Listen, I realize I'm not like the others, but that doesn't mean you am that I am who you say I am. And then uh, Chase walks in uh, and says, "Okay, then who are you?" Can you explain why the priests of Constantine prey upon you? They know that, uh, as we do, your role in these worlds. Your parents pass something on to you the day you were born, and with each day it grows stronger. Something follows you. Uh, so, they explain, like, the prize has been waiting for this moment since the war over Heaven's Fence. We failed to follow in the word of God's order, and for that, we are made to guide God's end. Oh, yeah, like, obviously. God's oh, end. We, yeah, no we, sure. yeah, we fucked up, and now we gotta blow up the universe. Oops. Oopsie. Oopsie daisy. Yep, start over. Uh, and Claudio's like, I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Uh, and, you know, the usual answer of when it's time, you will. Which um, is a bad thing when you have to destroy the entire universe. But And then Jesse's on the bridge, like, talking what to do. Uh, uh, and trying he's trying to figure in. Hey, Michael, can you get us through this? Hey, Michael. <laughs> Michael? Michael. Who's it's Michael? Who Everyone's favorite character, is- Michael. Uh, Michael's the pilot. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, if we're going to get down there, I guess to, the only way to be undetected is to turn off all the systems. And then he's like, well, if it's a trap, then we're just going to get killed in one shot, I guess. And everyone <laughs> looks around fine. like, sure, this is clearly not a trap. We'll be fine. Um, Jesse's still the world's biggest idiot. Still is like, oh yeah, that's fine. We can do that. That's cool. Uh, so they descend to Kayleen, uh, but then it, it cuts to, um, you know, uh, the writer... Uh, who has continued walking so far? They have come upon another house on a hill. Who has oh, it's my favorite so board fast, game. They come upon another house on the hill. It's a what? It's your favorite board game. It's my favorite board game, the House on Haunted Hill. That's my favorite one. 
no idea what that is. All right. Anyway, good, great joke, complete, Molly. Complete flat reference there. Thanks. Somebody will <laughs> no get problem. it. Thanks, everybody. Hey, no problem. Uh, and then uh, the writer sees Apollo and then sees, uh, like, story Claudio talking to Apollo doing good Apollo. Where should I begin? And the writer is like, I wrote this. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold Wait on. Wait a minute. Uh, but again, because it's only this book, if you just read this book, you wouldn't know that this happened before the events of the book you are reading. <laughs> so this is absolutely Wait, I love this. To someone. <laughs> <laughs> this is him coming upon events that have already happened in a book that doesn't exist and won't in any form for like six years. And then he had to go back and go like, shit, how did this happen? Oh, fuck. Uh, but the thing he realizes is that instead of it being uh, Nuo in Erica's window, it, it, nope, Nuo in Nuo's window, it is Erica in, in the window. And he's like, why is she there? And there's like a weird voice going, uh, you said it, you wrote this, you should know who's there. And he's like, "What? who's who's talking to me? Um, and uh, he says, I'm everywhere. I'm the voice that moves in the wheels below. I'm the breeze that takes you to and fro. That's not creepy. I'm your I'm your friend, so worry not as foe. And then he sees a, like a flame in front of him, and a skull like appears. And then he, standing in front of him, massive, is a flaming skull bicycle. And he says, "Of course, what does, what it, does it look, look like? like? I'm a fucking bicycle. Sure I'm does. a fucking bicycle. That's me. I'm a fucking um, bicycle. I just need to point out this frame before." Uh, he says I'm a fucking bicycle where Claudio or the writer specifically has the weirdest pose to ever stand and like his arms are out and like his <laughs> legs are all splayed out he's like what the hell are you when he's doing like a Voldo cosplay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're moving weird bud you're it's not doing a good limbs, job what are you doing guy. anyway um, Tenspeed says let's just put aside the obvious for now I know how we can end this. I've seen what she's done to you, Miss Sarah Court. Uh, how does one so beautiful become so evil? Let's explore what simple emotion turns man into beast. Um, and it's still jealousy. Still jealousy. It's jealousy again. Yeah. He's jealous again. Yeah. Don't know if you knew this, but he wants uh, that feel with no GF. That feel with no GF. Uh, that's how it be. That's really how it be. It do be like um, that. And then he, we get the uh, the scene of um, him like watching Erica through the window with another man, uh, and then a bunch of weird, creepy children come out and say like, "Play with us, play with us!" And the writer's like, "Oh no!" And then the house turns into eyes, uh, and there's fire everywhere. Uh, the house turning into eyes is unsettling. It is. It, it is, is a creepy. horror image. It, they did a good job with that, but it's still not supposed to be that. Um. Well, I just don't understand what any of this represents, right? What are these kids? What are they doing? I like, have, what are they saying play with? Are I they like no representing idea. like his the future he never had with Erica, I assume, but that's not re- It's way too abstract not- for what they're going for here. Like if it's jealousy, it's yeah. like you would line up like the other men, I would assume, right? Or something yeah. like that who are, you know, like they would might attack Claudio or something like that, but that that's not what happens it's just kids because i guess this is supposed to be creepy and then the house turns into eyes and that is fairly creepy but i also don't know what that means like it's not it's it the story is kind of bad so the imagery can't be good even if it's like abstract and creepy because it doesn't thematically like it's not thematic enough weight to the imagery right it doesn't mean enough um 
you know, uh, and then the house burns on fire, and he's like, "Why are you showing me this?" And the uh, ten speed is all, uh, "In killing her, you will find a way to tell the boy." And uh, the writer's like, "Never!" As the house burns, and uh, that's where we leave off for today. Yeah, we're that's a that's about you know halfway through this, and then we'll cover more. But that's um a lot. Okay, it's a lot of stuff that is also actually nothing. Nothing was yes. learned here. Nothing was learned. Nothing really happened. Yeah, nothing happened. Nothing was learned. A bike got stolen, and then it caught on fire. And also, Claudio had two dreams, and then uh, they were like, you're the special boy. Time for us to go die. So, um, I guess yeah. it's time to die. Time to die. Finally. Uh, but yeah, that's... um. It sure is that, huh? It sure is that, and it's a. Uh, I'm interested. I don't know how this ends. Uh, I assume it has a slightly different like bent to the ending because it's a bit like the um, Erica doesn't exist in this book. Erica is entirely in the writer's imagination, and this like figment of anger and his breakup is entirely in the writer's perspective. It doesn't even imagine that women have feelings, and he's like, "Why would women hate me? Like, <laughs> why not girl? Why no girl? Why, why no girl?" And then writes a book where they don't exist or have feelings and are only there to be, like, projected onto. Like, why would they hate me so? I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, whereas the, like, modern book, with its perspective that it has, uh, is much more, like, sympathetic towards Erica and understands her as a person. And, like, um, that's, like, some of the best stuff in that book. Like, it's still kind of bad because it just fucks around with the uh, meta narrative and them doing a heist on nothing for 12 issues. Uh, and then never finished in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh... And so, like, putting it all away and just inside this angry Claudio perspective is just like, yep, no, I, I too have listened to the album. This doesn't bop as hard as the album, so, you know. <laughs> this this shit doesn't slap. What is this? Exactly. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm curious to see where it gets to next time. Uh, I did read the whole thing, so I, I, I am, thing. I'm ready to talk about it next time. It is a lot. I will, I will, maybe, maybe I'll read it tonight. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe. I can't tell you what to do. But that's that's the comic. Let's talk. You still got a song. Let's talk about let's talk. The Willing Well 2 from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Well, too, it's the song we've been waiting for for a long time. This is one of my favorite Coheed songs. It's so good. It's super good. It's such a good song. This is such a good song. Um, it is kind of, I, I want to say almost sing-songy at the start. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like very upbeat. And this whole song is in 6-8 also. Uh, there's a little bit in the middle where it goes kind of rhythmically weird, but it's basically like a doodle and it keeps that feel going. Um, it's another seven-minute song, just like last time, uh, and goes through a bunch of different sections and then builds a really, really good final section. It's super good. Uh, uh, and it's very sing-along. It's very good in that sense. It's got a lot of... It's got maybe like... 
No, I, I'm mixing up something because these seven minute songs kind of blur together. But there are some really good pieces in this song uh, that go together. We go from the that early sing-songy part and then it starts like building up some drums and it does some like it changes up uh, and then it goes back to being kind of sing-songy. So, so this is the because this is the title track of the album, um, and this is like the song where uh, it's all about the writer being like, "It's time to do the murdering. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kill my wife, but fictionally, so it's fine." Uh, and that's that's his plan. Uh, so he starts out being like, "What's going on? What's this?" And as it gets darker, like he's like, "I'm gonna do the murder now," um, and like decides to kill her and jumps into the story, and that's how this. Uh, song ends it's one of the rare songs where there's like an actual sense of narrative through the music right like it starts sing song and then it ends dark yes pretty yeah. simple stuff it's not very complicated pretty easy works. do you know you could really? translate that into books <laughs> <laughs> do you know Damn. about that <laughs> i i had never heard i that's a, it's just some shit you learn <laughs> this is the shit you do learn god man um and so uh i just like the song a lot I, there's not like that much um that I necessarily want to say about it other than like the structure is really cool it goes between these sections really well it flows very well um it sounds really good it it's sounds really, really good really good the opening uh, riffs or the opening I don't even know what to call them riffs but the opening like music is still some of my favorite of theirs yeah it sounds a lot like a there's a Shibuya song called Strong Short that it reminds me of I don't know that I've heard that one that is um, one of their first ones before they were going to Cambria. Yeah. Way back. Remember Shibuti? People listening? Yeah. Shibuti? Shibuti? Remember the teddy bear named Shibuti? <laughs> sure do. I sure do. Um, and that's also got this kind of 6-8 uh, swing feel. Um, and it's a pretty good song. It's like two minutes long. Uh, and... Um, this this has that and then build throughout like it's got this uh what is this shit you keep selling me boy and like uh builds and builds and builds um and then like it's got this really cool sing song outro which uh, if you've ever seen them do it live it's really great because it's just like a big uh everyone sings along type whoa we type bit yeah uh it's really cool and good um this is some of the most like tuneful stuff uh the coheed has done uh like Everyone heard the song from the like new album last week, which is the stuff this is trying to echo. Like these final Willing World tracks definitely are the like big everyone sings along stadium type songs from this album. Yeah. Um, but they're much better because the production's a bit more sparse and lets the tunes like do the work to like carry the songs. Uh, it doesn't just have twenty different layers of guitar on each other, uh, trying to convince you that it's big. It just has a good tune. <laughs> Also, just doing their, they're not trying to be anybody else, I think. And like with the new shit, when they try to do that, like Queen part in the middle of there that we talked about before, like that there's nothing like that. Funny. It's just it's just them being like, yeah, let's do the thing where uh, we play some really like kind of catchy stuff, and then it gets kind of gross. 
Uh, what? Let's do twenty one thirteen again. Let's do that again. Great. Oh, great track. Except it starts gross and then turns the sing song even grosser. Well, yeah, I mean that too, but also. <laughs> <laughs> Please, there are some there's some choice examples oh, in here. What, in, what do I want? What do I want? Um, ooh. Okay. You could truly pick anything here. Yeah, I really can. Um, as father told son in the make of his final escape, should all good boys die with God at their side at the grace of his gates? No, the robot holds none with a mind and a heart to comply that I will disguise and grieve of those dead when I am given the time. Run, little rabbit, go hide in the braids of that grass. Run, little rabbit, go hide in the blades of that grass. Run, rabbit, run. I can't help it. it is, God, that bit's good. In high school, that was my like Xbox Live message for a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking know it was. Yeah. Great. God, in the plates of that. God, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's a good song. Uh, this gets a 10. Sorry. This is. Ooh, yeah. This is. Uh, this is a 9. I, I think. This is fully up there with. Um, you know, uh, Inking Secrets, Everything Evil, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everything Evil, to me. which we gave like a six. <laughs> right. What a stupid thing. What, like, that should also we be fucked it up. We, we're we dumb fu- as shit. That's when, we th- that's when we thought we were going to be like, tried to be very nice. and th- 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 Even though we named the podcast after the scores, they are kind of an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, they don't make any sense. Uh, that's, it turns listen- out that the comic is why everyone's here. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a, a banger. It slaps, as the kids say, uh, and I love it. Great song. Yep. So that's there. You have it. That's that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening to the Amory Score. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we Another did it. Down. We made it through. Oh, we sure did. Do you gonna plug anything, Jackson? Are you gonna? Uh, are well, you gonna where, do are plugs? You, where are you on the internet? Where are you? On well, the internet? you can find me at your friend Molly with a Y E R on Twitter. You can find me at AudioEntropy.com, where I do much other podcasts. You can find me at Patreon.com/slash Molly Rainback. Yes, you sure can. You can find me at Headfalls Off uh, on Twitter. You can find um, other podcasts we do at anormapping.com. And you can find Maya. Uh, me and Em have done a recent anime podcast uh, on the Patreon feed at patreon.com slash normapping. But it is free for everyone. It is an episode about Love Live Season 2 and the School Idol movie. Hell yes. Uh, which we like a lot. To want some more Love Live content, that is there on the Patreon, but free for everyone. If you want to subscribe, you can uh, for like a dollar a month, you can get access to our weekly Gundam podcast, which everyone also likes. Um, the Great Gundam popular Project. Show. People liked it. Yes, The Great Gundam Project. That's it. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Blades, run, rabbit, run.
Run, run, rabbit, run. Leave. Yeah, run, yeah. Run. 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 run.